welcome, welcome. This is Neil Parks, your host for Paranormally Speaking. This week's episode, I will be covering the weird, the fascinating, the paranormal, the bizarre, the unexplained occurrences that have taken place through the years at both Disney World and Disneyland. Things that the park owners, the investors, and Disney themselves do not want you to know, discuss, or even hear about. They have done a very good job at cleaning up the rumors, keeping things out of the headlines and out of the forefront and in the limelight. There have been some strange things through the decades that have occurred there. And I've got some firsthand eyewitness accounts to share with you uh, that have been shared with me. And what better time to do an episode like this than when... I and my family are actually going to Disney World this week. So I thought, what better time to launch an episode like this and really take that opportunity to dive deep into the bizarre, the strange, and the unexplained when it comes to Disneyland and Disney World. Now, for starters, with Disneyland, there have been rumors for years, and this has actually been verified and proven. It's not too weird. It kind of makes sense where in the evenings when the parks close at Disney land they release hundreds upon hundreds of random cats that are trained to run the parks and sniff out mice and or rats catch them or chase them out and these cats will run all over the parks after hours and they wear these cute little vests or these little um little identifying markers on on their backs almost like a security vest or uh, uh one of those like a road worker vest. It's really adorable, but it's cat size. They run around and they do this and they try to take care of the mice and or the rat infestations. Or if they're like hanging out around a dumpster or one of the trash cans, they, they do that. And as the people that work for Disneyland are emptying the trash and taking it to the proper receptacles, uh, the cats are doing their job. Now, there's also been rumors for years of either one of two things it's either walt disney's full-on body frozen not in carbonite but cryogenically or it's just his head that's frozen cryogenically and whether or not it's still active or it's kept alive is beyond me but if they ever thaw him out will he be resurrected and continue the disney legacy or has his soul gone on to the higher realm i do not know Uh, There's also stories and tales that I'll share with you later in this episode uh, pertaining to the Haunted Mansion ride, uh, the true terrors of the Tower of Terror, uh, haunted occurrences and weird encounters at It's a Small World After All ride, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs ride, the list goes on. And everybody knows the stories of the underground tunnel system city that exists beneath all the parks and connects everything where they can even drive golf carts down at the bottom of this thing and go from one place to another. Uh, That's where security detail is tight and that's where it's operated and they run it out of that. And surveillance everywhere. I mean, they even have birds that are not real birds but animatronic that act as cameras. Uh, there's, you could be on the corner 
of any ride or any part of a Disney park. And just like Alexa or Siri, you mention a certain key phrase or say something out loud. And there's like two or three Disney employees that are right there to assist you if you are lost or you're inquiring about something with your party like, hey, where's this gift shop or where do we need to turn to go here? And then boom, a Disney park employee is right there to help you. And it's almost like the entire thing is under a dome of a listening device. Uh, the whole operation's been flawless and streamlined since it opened. I mean, I've been an avid uh, visitor of the Disney parks uh, since maybe uh, the early 2000s. Uh, the first time I ever got to go to Disney World, I was in my late 20s. And it was with uh, my wife and I and uh, her mother. She came with us. And now we have kids and we get to drag them to Disney World. So we get to see the same level of anticipation and magic all over again through their little eyes. But, you know, I'm a 46-year-old man going on 12 when it comes to the magic and wonder of Disney and Star Wars and Marvel. And the list goes on. So that's what I'm going to be covering this week. Please hold for an important message from our sponsor. These nine Disney Park ghost stories will make you lose sleep at night. In 1955, something spectacular happened. Disneyland opened in Anaheim, California, forever changing the face of amusement parks in America. Given its long and storied history, of course, it's to be expected that over the years, rumors that ghosts allegedly haunt Disneyland, as well as Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida, and all the other Disney properties that have opened in the intervening decades would have become rather persistent indeed. The stories are deliciously spooky, even if not all of them are necessarily true. In fact, before I begin, I should probably note that most of them are not entirely proven to be true. Pretty much every one of these strange and spooky tales have been listed as urban legends, which would be a story passed around from cast member to cast member, from guest to guest, and from Disney Park to Disney Park. It's true that a few of them do have their roots in real events. Like all amusement parks, Disney is not immune to incidents, contrary to popular belief, but the stories themselves are pretty obviously made up, even when they do have some actual history behind them. That doesn't stop them from being absolutely engrossing, though. And I mean, after all, what else are Disney parks meant to do but keep us suspend our disbelief or for a short while it's a help these nine tales will give you a shiver and also remind you to remain inside your ride vehicle while your seat belt is fastened at all times number one dolly though i'm pretty sure the ghost story itself is just an urban legend there is some really sad story behind this one in 1984 Regina Young, known as Dolly, fell from her seat while riding the Matterhorn at Disneyland and was killed when she was struck by another oncoming bobsled. Her seatbelt was unbuckled, but we don't know whether she undid it herself or whether it was the result of something else. These days, some cast members claim to have felt like someone was watching them during their routine walkthroughs of the ride, which are conducted at the end of each day. The area on the track where Young died is known as Dolly's Dip. Number two, Walt Disney. 
If you are well-versed in Disney lore, you're probably already aware of the fact that there's an apartment above the firehouse on Main Street in Disneyland. During the construction of the park, which began on July 16, 1954, with opening day following just a year later on July 17, 1955, Walt Disney, the man himself, wanted a place to stay on the property. It wasn't large, just above uh, 500 square feet around that, but it was convenient for those late nights and early mornings as Walt oversaw the Disney dream coming to life. You can tour it now, if you like. In recent years, the apartment has been opened back up for those who chose to spring for some of the -the behind-the-scenes tours on the park offers. As a tribute to Walt, A light is always left on in the apartment's front window, but according to legend, this wasn't always the case. It's said that one day a cast member looking after the apartment tried to turn the light off before leaving. However, when she came back later, the light had turned on again. According to one version, she actually left the building, noticed the light upstairs, and went back up to turn it off. She went back downstairs, looked up and noticed it on again and even unplugged the lamp, only to find it, you guessed it, on again. When she went downstairs, the last time she went up there to deal with the light, it said that she heard a voice, Waltz maybe, say, I'm still here. The light in the window was reportedly left on and has been ever since. Number three, The Boy in the Haunted Mansion, California edition. At Disneyland in California, legend has it that a little boy's mother spread his ashes in the Haunted Mansion without getting the park's permission to do so. Ever since then, he's allegedly been heard periodically crying for his mother at the end of the ride. He's apparently been spotted at Pirates of the Caribbean, too, which is right next door to Disneyland's Haunted Mansion. For what it's worth, Disney's official stance on ash scattering is that it doesn't happen. According to a story in the LA Times from 2007, People do ask from time to time, but they're always told no. Additionally, it's worth noting that alleged ash scattering is connected to a wide variety of urban legends spread across a bunch of parks and rides. The Boy in the Haunted Mansion, Florida Edition. California's Haunted Mansion isn't the only one that's said to play host to an actual ghost of a little boy. Someone posting in the WDW Magic Forums in 2004, wrote that they allegedly took the photo seen in the tweet attached to that forum. While riding the Haunted Mansion at Walt Disney World in Florida. In the picture, it's said that you can see in the photo after clicking the link, it appears as though a child is peeking his head out of the doom buggy and looking directly at the person who took the picture. The forum member wrote, Not only was he not there when this picture was taken, there wasn't a child of that age within 20 people in front of him in line. And as you can see, according to this picture, he's only a few doom buggies in front of the person who took the image. Not only that, what's he doing looking at this person? There's no flash, no visible light coming from them. It's all infrared and invisible to the naked eye. Do with what you will with that one. Debbie Stone. 
Like the Matterhorn, there's some sad history to this one as well. In 1974, 18-year-old Deborah Stone was crushed to death while working as a hostess at the American Sings attraction at Disneyland. America Sings was located in the rotating theater that had previously housed the Carousel of Progress. On the evening of July 8th, Stone was caught between the rotating theater wall and the stationary stage wall and died as a result. A safety light was subsequently put in, which warned the attraction's operator when people got too close to this dangerous area. Additionally, the stationary walls were later replaced with breakaway ones. The building recently housed Innovations and Superhero HQ, although those attractions closed in 2016. As if often the case, when senseless tragedies occur, one of the ways that people have coped with this upsetting loss is by creating a ghost story for it. In this case, Debbie Stone has become sort of a guardian angel. It's said that the cast members working on the attraction, which was open until 1988, used to hear a voice warning them, be careful if they got too close to the walls. Number six, George. I am fairly confident that George, who allegedly haunts the Pirates of the Caribbean ride in Walt Disney World, is an urban legend. Rather than an actual ghost, the hallmarks of a good yarn all there. Conflicting versions of what happened to him. Things that allegedly happen if you do or do not do certain things while riding this ride. And so on and so forth. Either way, his legend seems to be a surprisingly friendly one. So let's take a look. It's said that when the Florida version of Pirates of the Caribbean was under construction, a welder named George was killed in an accident. Exactly what that accident was uh, has varied depending on who you talk to. According to some, he was crushed by a falling beam, while according to others, he fell from the Burning City portion of the ride and died as a result. Ever since then, the ride has allegedly been plagued by strange occurrences, and whenever George is disrespected, things happen. Really, though, that's all George seems to be after, is respect. He's said to stop the ride whenever someone says, I don't believe in George. So presumably, if you don't question his existence while you're actually riding Pirates of the Caribbean, you should be fine. Additionally, the rumor persists that cast members in charge of opening the ride for the day or closing it up at night say good morning or good night to George at that appropriate time uh, to keep him appeased. As long as you do that, he's apparently happy. The reality, though, is that George probably didn't exist. Uh, You know what did really happen, though? Real bones were once used as props on the California version of the ride. According to Atlas Obscura, the fake skeletons available when the ride was first opened were deemed to not be realistic enough. So the Imagineers working on the ride got some real ones from the UCLA Medical Center. These eventually were replaced with fake bones. But still, number seven, Mr. One-Way. Like George, Mr. One-Way is almost certainly an urban legend, one of the most passed-around ghost stories clinging to the Disney parks. It's also the one with the most variations. The one thing that most versions do agree upon is exactly what he haunts and where, Space Mountain at the Disneyland in California. Some accounts describe Mr. One-Way as a red-haired man with a red face, 
Others say he's a kid dressed in 70s-era clothing. The stories say he tends to hang out in the QE for Space Mountain, although whether or not he talks to people while waiting varies depending on who you ask. The red-haired man apparently does not, but the boy does, although it's worth noting that the kid version of Mr. One-Way doesn't have any knowledge of the changes made to the park since the 70s. According to some video footage I found, though Mr. One-Way doesn't wait to uh, in the QE at all. He appears only at the actual ride, approaching them from the opposite side of the waiting area, the side of which people are supposed to exit the ride and sitting down in an empty seat that he can find. It's said he disappears right before you hit the final tunnel at the end of the ride. For what it's worth, the second ghost dubbed Disco Debbie is also said to haunt Space Mountain, although her story is even weirder. She apparently glows in the dark. Number eight, the monorail ghost. The monorail has something in common with Dolly and Debbie Stone. His story stems from a real incident that occurred in 1966. A 19-year-old man named Thomas Guy Cleveland tried to sneak into Disneyland in Anaheim by scaling the park's outer fence and climbing across the monorail track. He was struck and killed by an oncoming tram. These days, it's said that a spectral figure can sometimes be spotted prowling around the monorail track. He apparently only appears at night, and he vanishes whenever a tram comes. Consider this one a cautionary tale. Number nine, whatever the heck this is, load up a video and cue it up to about the 310 minute mark. You'll see some CCTV footage of something odd wandering around Disneyland. What's super weird is that whatever it is, multiple cameras recorded it. I don't really know what or who it is. Some folks think it might be Walt. Although it's, I've heard stories that Roy O. Disney, Walt's younger brother, might haunt the park as well. Or, you know, maybe it's just a trick of light or something. Anyway, this video is available on YouTube. It's a Disney surveillance video. It's a Wow So Amaze on YouTube. At the end of the day, these stories are all just that, stories. But there's kind of a magic in ghost stories, and given that Disney is meant to be the most magical place on Earth, well, it all kind of makes sense then, doesn't it? Please hold for an important message from our sponsor. Available to order now, my first audiobook, Neil Parks Presents Truly Terrifying Tales, narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available, and last spring my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author, R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal at gmail.com. That is parksparanormal at gmail.com. Standing by.
Paranormal activity at Disney parks. Guests share their stories. We all know of the 999 happy haunts on Haunted Mansion, but have you ever heard of the ghost legends that haunt the walls? From the man with the cane to the little boy, there are several different legends, but not all of them are at the Haunted Mansion. In fact, there are a ton of different legends of ghosts that are supposedly on Disney property, including George from Pirates of the Caribbean, which I mentioned earlier. Halloween will be coming up in October. I know it's mid-August, but I'm always excited for Halloween around this time because it means an increase in my book sales and I get to do a lot of ghost walks and going around and uh, the publication circuit showing up at conventions and festivals to speak. To ask others, which I have been doing, if they've ever had any spooky experiences at Walt Disney World, such as seeing the man with the cane on the Haunted Mansion or having an experience with... You guessed it, George. And the answers are so much fun. Let me dive in to see what types of paranormal and spooky stories guests have shared. The man with the cane. In case you aren't aware, there is an urban legend of a man with a cane roaming through Haunted Mansion at Disney. One listener explained to me, The man with the cane is an urban legend about cast members who have seen an old man with a cane riding the dune buggies in the Haunted Mansion, or, sorry, play on word, Doom Buggies. The story goes that he can be seen in the area between the offload and onload points at the Haunted Mansion. They say that he is sitting alone in the buggy, holding a cane on his lap, and staring straight forward. Another one that was shared with me was about George, which I already told you about earlier. Uh, George, you have to greet him saying good morning George and goodbye George uh, he sees it as a sign of respect that if you don't do it uh, weird things could happen uh, another listener shared with me the story of the ladies they said I've heard of the ladies but also heard from a lot of CMs about the wire haired lady that I think may be part of the legend they say that they will be floating with a wire-haired lady and the security monitors that same section. Gosh, this person wrote this weirdly. They say she will show up, then not be seen for years, and carries a feeling of dread. Tom Sawyer Island was another one that was shared with me. Though they aren't actual legends on... There aren't any on Tom Sawyer Island... One listener shared, it's still a bit creepy walking around back there. Not exactly related to the paranormal, but I guess I get the chills when exploring the caves on Tom Sawyer's Island. I think it's the quietness and claustrophobia that gets to me, she said, or they wrote. And another user even responded with, oh yeah, especially the one cave at the back of the fortress. Next up is the World Showcase. Though there wasn't any actual activity, one listener said it's pretty eerie walking around World Showcase late at night after most guests are gone. It's surprisingly dark back there and some of the pavilions have little nooks and crannies. The bank accounts. I couldn't do this show without including some of the fun and hilariously accurate answers about some storied from a Disney vacation. The bank accounts and credit card statements. When asked about any spooky experiences at Disney, 
I received three different responses. Users, um, listeners half jokingly wrote, The only spooky experience I've had is when I check my credit card statement after a week-long trip in the Disney bubble. It's truly terrifying, though expected. Another person says, I call it don't look at the bank accounts until I unpack my bags at home budget. And thirdly, the last one, that email they send you with your bill is horrific. I don't open it. My husband might, but I just let it sit in the inbox for a week and then delete it. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. More creepy stuff from behind the walls of Disney World. Or Disneyland, whichever one. A spooky doll that demands courtesy. As if the Tower of Terror in Disney's Hollywood Studios wasn't terrifying enough, which... By the way, I enjoy riding. I ride with my kids. My wife's not too cool with it. She doesn't like to get on it. But the last time I rode it, let's see, I'm 46 now. I think I was 43 or 44 the last time I rode it. Man, did I feel it. I did not feel too good afterwards. And I had never been affected by that ride like this before. But as if it weren't terrifying enough, there's one last scare at the end of the ride. A rather creepy doll is sitting among the dusty collection of items waiting to greet you. The one time you don't have to worry when your elevator breaks down, or do you? His name is Caesar, and diehard Twilight Zone fans will recognize him from the episode Caesar and Me. In the episode, the doll manipulates his owner, played by Jonathan West, the ventriloquist, making for some creepy happenings. Well, Caesar doesn't necessarily behave himself in his new home at the Tower of Terror. Caesar the ventriloquist dummy doesn't like it if you ignore him. Like George the Ghost over at Pirates of the Caribbean, cast members working at Tower of Terror must say hello and goodnight to Caesar every day, or he will cause trouble around this attraction. Also, the story of Constance Hatchaway. Could you imagine knowing someone whose husband's keep mysteriously dying as the wife continues to get wealthier. Well, that's the story of Constance Hatchaway in the Haunted Mansion attraction. If you're not familiar with Constance, she is the blushing bride that you stumble upon in the attic on your journey through the Haunted Mansion. And all those portraits with disappearing heads. Yeah, that's all her husbands that have mysteriously died, therefore making her richer and richer. You'll stumble upon Constance in the attic. If it's not creepy enough to pass her as she stares into your soul saying, Till death do us part on the ride. There are a few extra details that make this one extra freaky. For one, she's holding the literal murder weapon in her hands. A hatch, get it? Letting us know that all of her husbands met their untimely death. Plus, you might notice she was 
has quite a few strings of pearls around her neck, one for each husband. Pay close attention to the portraits, and you'll see as they pile up as you progress through the room. Constance, the ghost bride now. And if you're curious what happened to Constance as she aged, you can check out a portrait of her sitting atop her last husband's gravestone in the stretching room. Constance Hatchaway sits on her last husband's gravestone in the stretching room. Kind of a dark storyline for Disney, don't you think? The Abandoned Water Park. The last story takes us just outside of the Magic Kingdom, near the Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. This land used to be home to the first Walt Disney water park in Walt Disney World, River Country. Not many Disney fans have heard of this one, but it opened back in 1976 as one of the first fully themed water parks in the world. It was themed as Tom Sawyer's Swimming Hole, and it was unique in that the attractions used filtered fresh water from Bay Lake. Disney closed the water park in 2001 and then let it sit untouched for years. There is a lot of speculation as to why the water park closed, with some believing that it was due to a brain-eating amoeba that infected the park's water. This rumor began likely because of the death of an 11-year-old boy who did actually die in 1980 from a case of amoebic... uh, one of the amoebic... um, brain-eating while he visited the water park. Other theories claim that the park closed due to two guests who died in the park in the 80s having drowned. A lot of crazy stuff happened in the 80s, it sounds like. The more likely reason that Disney chose to close the water park was that Disney's Blizzard Beach Water Park and Typhoon Lagoon Water Park had been built and grown in popularity, but the land had been sitting abandoned and the water turned green and brush started to overgrow in the area. Until recently, when Disney began work on a new planned hotel called Reflections, a Disney Lakeside Lodge. As it turns out, Disney does have a spooky side, and you certainly won't hear these stories every day. But the next time you're on Haunted uh, Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, or Tower of Terror, be sure to say hi to the looming spirits. And if the ride breaks down, you then know who to blame at that point. Please hold for an important message from our sponsors. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Here's how many people have died at Disney World. Walt Disney World, the mega resort Florida theme park destination that draws tens of millions of visitors per year, goes to great lengths to promote its image as the most magical place on Earth. The parks are carefully designed and constructed to remove the guest as much as possible from the mundane realities of everyday life and instead place them in the fantasy world of the Imagineer's creation. Unfortunately, sometimes the more unpleasant realities of daily life are impossible to avoid. And in its nearly 50-year history, people have gotten sick and or injured at the parks, hotels, roadways, and other elements throughout the resort area. 
Supposedly, a number of people have died at Walt Disney World. Although the specific number is open to interpretation, as Newsweek reported, there is a long circulating rumor that the Walt Disney Company has a policy of removing a person from the premises before local authorities can declare them dead, muddling the picture further. Nevertheless, the number of people who have died at the resort in its 50-year history is surprisingly small. Several dozen people have supposedly died at Walt Disney World. As of June 2021, several dozen people that have allegedly died at Disney World, and depending on how one defines it, died, and at Disney World, quote-unquote, for example, should a plane crash in which, as the New York Times reported, three people were killed while making an emergency landing at the Epcot parking lot in 1984. Count on such a list? How about someone who came down with symptoms while at Disney World, but then died in a hospital the next day? Further muddling the picture is the fact that lists of such incidents only include key events that are particularly noteworthy and aren't routinely updated. For example, one list from a Florida injury lawyer only mentions 10 deaths, but that list hasn't been updated since 2011. Over a discussion forum, Qara, users poured over similar lists and came up with the numbers ranging from 41 to 51 deaths of employees and visitors to Walt Disney World as of 2018. Those reported deaths at the theme park have been the result of incidents, including workplace industrial accidents, failure of guests abiding by the safety guidelines, underlying medical conditions contributing to the deaths, a gruesome alligator attack that killed a young boy, and everything in between. I'm Neil Parks, and thank you so much for listening to me go on and on about the paranormal phenomenon and strange occurrences that take place within Disney World, Disneyland, and various other Disney parks. I had a lot of fun researching and reading through all of this and sharing it with you. I will be heading out to Disney World tomorrow. So if I notice anything strange or unusual that I've never noticed before, because like I said, I go every two to three years try to keep it fresh and fun. If I notice anything unusual or something that I've not seen or noticed before, I always go to Haunted Mansion anyway and Pirates of the Caribbean. I'll keep an eye out and also be taking some pictures to see if I capture anything new, different or exciting. Have a great weekend, a great rest of the week before the weekend. Thank you so much for listening and for tuning in and again to Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks. Have a good evening, and thank you so much.